Hello, Bears fans, and welcome to the Bears on Tap podcast. Uh, I know you are probably not used to hearing my voice for certain. We have a familiar voice with us tonight, though. Don't you worry. I'm Ron Luce. I'm joined by the man Q himself at Butkus Stats on Twitter uh, and the Juice Man himself. We've heard Juice make a couple guest appearances on Bears on Tap. Uh, Juice, Quentin, gentlemen, uh, it's a Friday night. We're on for a very, very important reason. The Bears traded number one overall. Let's get right into it. How are we feeling? How are you doing on this Friday? And how are you guys feeling? Q, let's start with you, man. Which, which, what's going through your mind? I'm uh, I'm out of sorts, man. I'm, I'm a little taken aback. I, uh, I've, I've been expecting a trade to come for the last few days. Like I was thinking that it was probably going to come before free agency started. Mm-hmm. And I saw earlier today them talking about you know them wanting a player back in it, and like that was a big rumor, but. I don't know what I'm expecting now. Like I was thinking that you're going to move back to nine and then you're going to draft JSN. And then that's your big receiver edition. So now you're sitting here with Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool and uh, more. And I'm just like, well, is JSN not like what's at nine now? I, I'm just, I'm kind of thrown off by it. If I'm being, I'm, I'm excited. I love DJ more. But I'm just a little thrown off. I'm off my game right now. I feel you there, Juice. I mean, are you are you sharing in the same sentiment here as Quentin? What's going through your mind? Yeah, you know, you start to think about the draft, but my mind immediately went to the future seems even brighter. Like, Carolina is probably going to be a dumpster fire next year. Rookie quarterback, not a lot of weapons. Who knows? They, they could be way back at this top of the draft again. So could the Bears with two high first-round picks. And if Justin Fields doesn't work out, you've built that safety gap. Of course, as a Bears season ticket holder, a fan of the team, like I hope Justin Fields is the man. I absolutely do. I've been a huge Justin Fields stand since the beginning. But it almost feels like for so long the Bears have had this, we're going to screw this up somehow. But now there's so many picks and there's so many fail-safes built in that you got to feel confident as a fan. Those are my initial reactions to the trade. Obviously, we'll dig deeper in as we go. But, yeah, I, I'm not like the huge, like the hugest draft guy. I mean, I've sat and I've done mock drafts all offseason because they've had the number one pick. But, yeah, you never know who's going to be there at nine now. And now you start to think, do they address the interior? Do they address, you know, the off- or the defensive line? There are things that, you know, roll through your mind, which we'll have plenty of time to talk to you over the course of, uh, you know, this next couple episodes too. But crack them. Good job, yeah. Brian Poles. Crack them indeed. I have also cracked them. I broke out the Gale Sayers glass for the occasion tonight because, yeah, guys, I mean, this is a huge trade being made. Uh, it's great that it's on a Friday, too, because I feel like Chicago as a whole is, and Bears Nation is going to start celebrating tonight because of what just happened here. This is a big trade, right? You get number nine now for this season. You also get number 61 in this year's draft as well, on top of all of the current assets they already had going into the 2023 draft. In addition, now you had the 2024 first from Carolina next year, 2025 second. And then, yeah, probably the most intriguing piece of the whole deal is getting DJ Moore in the in the deal, right? Like, I, I heard a report uh, via my cousin, via a guy he knows on Twitter, um, the legit report. I just didn't read it myself that I guess the Panthers wanted to give the bears their 2025 first, but polls was absolutely acclimate about getting more as a part of the deal. So I think that's interesting because 
he is really the first thing we've had now. I mean, say what you want about Allen Robinson, but probably since A-Rob in 2018-2019, he's the first real inkling of this Bears offense having a number one receiver now where, I mean, he's he had 1,000-yard seasons with far less talented quarterbacks than Justin Fields. And he's only 25, and he's under contract for three years at pretty much the going market rate for a number one receiver. So personally, I think that's the most exciting piece. Um, I felt a little Houdini-ish because I wrote a piece way back in October when the trade deadline came and went about the Bears should go after DJ Moore. So I'm happy. They got him. They got their guy, uh, albeit just a couple months later than I was hoping they would. But yeah, guys, I mean – now, like, I think, right, we sit here and, and, and Q, you kind of use the word confused and befuddled and just kind of in shock almost, right? Yeah. As the, the draft expert here at Bears on Tap, where do you go now with number nine? I mean, so, like I said, at the start, like, Jackson Smith and Jigbo was the clear guy for the Bears as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Fields – really needs a guy who can separate quickly off the line of scrimmage and give him outs, easy outs, like slot, a slot receiver who can just really has that, that quick movement ability, the agility to just be able to get in and out of a route, be that good of a route runner and boom, I'm open. When you need me, I'm open. And now, I mean, I'm looking at it. The depth chart's a little crowded with it to take Smith and Jigba at nine. I think unless you're just saying, screw it. We have no trust in Claypool. That's it like that. That could be part of it. Or unless you're saying um, you don't know how Darnell Mooney's treatment is going, mm. his recovery. Like, I mean, that those are the only two things that really make sense here for me to still go with Smith and Jigba. Sure. Now, outside of that, I mean, you could go a guy like Skaronsky there at nine, um, who I'm probably not as high on as some others, but – I mean, he's going to be a really good offensive guard. I don't have any doubt about that. Uh, but it's just a question of whether you think it's worth taking an offensive guard in the top 10 of the draft, mm-hmm. um, unless you're going to try him at tackle. Um, and then outside of that, I mean, maybe Brian Brzee, but like, I even think that's a little early for him after, like, just because of the lack of production and development over the years. And because you're gonna you're gonna miss out on Will Anderson, you're gonna miss out on Tyree Wilson, yeah. you're probably gonna miss out on Jalen Carter there. Um, go, if I'm being completely honest, you might go cornerback. Hmm. I mean, you're you're gonna you might be looking at one of uh, Devin Witherspoon or Christian Gonzalez on the board, and I have a really hard time taking anyone other than Jackson Smith and Jigba there, while those two are still on the board. Yeah. No, and that's a good point, right? Because, like, I, I think that's, like, where every Bears fan's mind is. And that's why I wanted to tap into your brain, Q, because it's, yeah, we got we got this huge hole. Oh, this is great. But now, shit, what do the Bears do? <laughs> like, that's the next logical question that comes out of this discussion. Would you, though, Q, and, and, and even you, Juice, because I want to hear from you as well, would you guys still be comfortable taking in Jigba Smith? Like if you're Ryan Poles sitting there pulling the, pulling on the ones and twos here for the Chicago Bears, are you comfortable saying, you know what? Yeah, maybe our receiver room is crowded, but we'd rather give Justin Fields too many weapons than what we saw last year, which was not enough weapons. Or do you pivot your entire draft strategy now because of, to your point, right? Like a Witherspoon maybe being on the board or – Again, 
what we initially thought maybe if they were able to pull off the two and four trades, do they trade back again, even from nine potentially, if the guy they want is maybe going to be there a couple picks later and somebody's trying to leapfrog somebody for another guy would love to hear of all these topics from the both of you uh, just, you know, pick your brains on what's next now for the bears here. Yeah. I think like I, you, there's so many different scenarios you could sit and say, because now they have two twos as well. They could easily package their nine with maybe another two or more, more picks. If they really like a guy move back up, maybe you try to move back up. Um, I don't know if that's really going to be in, in the cards because I'm sure Pauls has talked to all these guys, but I'm, I come from the GM of draft the best player available, figure it out after that. I fit is great and all, but if you're going to pass up and you really think that, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba is the guy and he's going to be, you still have Claypool who's going to be coming up on a contract next year who we didn't see, you know, the best version of him obviously last year, but now you have that fail safe built in. I don't know. I, I think it opens up a whole another can of worms because we just traded out of one. Now you start to think, do they trade out of nine? I think that's exactly where you start to think. And it may be to go up or, or to go back because you definitely look at the quarterback board right now. And there are some guys that are or some teams that are sitting in the teens who would absolutely love to probably move up to nine now too. And if your guy is still going to be there in those picks between, you know, 13 to 20, you know, maybe you try to move that to add more depth because there are a lot of guys who are saying that the the second, third, fourth rounds could definitely yield some high talent. And that's kind of like, while I look at that, if your guy isn't there at nine anymore, you should be trying to move back again because having a bevy of picks for the future is obviously going to be something that, you know, the Bears could absolutely play into their advantage of, of using this as a figure out year with Justin Fields with some more weapons. And if it doesn't work out or you're not seeing improvement, you're going to have a bunch of picks next year. You may have grabbed some guys from the second, third, and fourth that, you know, grab on and, and there's more holes filled, you know, rather than grabbing that one guy. But I, I've always been from the school of draft the best player that is on the board. And then you figure out what you can, other than quarterback. Obviously, right now, we're not looking at a quarterback at nine, clearly. Sure. But anything else, yeah, absolutely. Take the best at nine that's available and figure it out. There's too many holes at this point to be jumping up and down and around. Well, and I also think one thing that's kind of surprising to me here is that they didn't snag another top 50 pick. I thought they were for sure going to be, like, trying very hard to make sure they got another top 50 because mm-hmm. – 61 is just close enough to question, can you get Matt Bergeron there? I don't think Matt Bergeron's getting past the top 50. Um, or a guy like uh, like a JMS, John Michael Schmitz, is he still going to be there at 61? He sure. might be gone by that. Like that's where you're starting to stretch some of these guys or like a Joe Tipman, uh, a uh, Cody Mock. That's around their range, and it's like you're starting to stretch, I think, once you're hitting the early third round, whether they're going to be there or not. And the idea of trading down further from nine kind of – it makes sense to me because that's how they would get another pick in the top 50 in that range where there is so much offensive line depth, so much defensive line depth, so much edge depth that like that – picks 30 through like 50 is the sweet spot of this draft, I think. And I think that's where they're trying to end up. So another trade down would make sense from that standpoint. 
Um, now, if they did stick at nine, there are two more guys I see here who, who could make sense. Like Lucas Van Ness could make sense at nine or uh, uh, Paris Johnson Jr. if he's still on the board. Yeah, absolutely. And and friend of the program, Scott Crawford, a big Iowa guy. He is big on Luke Van Ness. He says he is the target. Uh, accompanied that with saying, let's fucking go. And just quickly to the comments here is, as, as we continue this conversation, our friend I am Scott saying, holy smokes. Uh, sophisticated thoughts saying, wow. Uh, he's saying if Carter is still available at nine, obviously the legal issue I think is going to be a very growing story as the draft comes. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. But I think if he's somehow cleared of any legitimate jail time. He's probably still a top five pick in my eyes, especially with the Cardinals who are desperate, desperate for defense. Um, he also says Bijan, which is intriguing, but I think that would require another drop down from the bears. If they're going to tie a running back, I, I can't justify taking a running back in the top 10, but that's just my own thoughts. Personally, he also says, uh, you know, quotes about putting on our GM caps because Ryan is a former offensive line. What do you think if he thinks if Carter falls uh, or the best offensive lineman is available? Joey saying he's all kinds of excited and, and telling telling Scott not to get him excited and even more. Um, and he also says if Gonzalez falls to number nine, uh, he thinks that polls might think about drafting him there unless a better trade becomes available. And so that's where I kind of want to pitch, especially to UQ, right? Because I – you are the most plugged in person to the draft uh, here at ONTAP Sportsnet. That you are just, you have the brain for it. You do the research and, and you live it. And I love that. And, and I'm going to be probably asking you countless questions between now and the end of April. But what is, because this to me, at least personally, is the biggest kind of question mark, I think, with the ninth pick now is. Based on what happened at the combine, obviously pro days still have to happen and there's going to still be more shuffling on a lot of draft boards between now and the end of April. But is there a chance that quarterback is even in play by nine? Because to me, if Levis has a good pro day, somebody's going to get desperate and try and move at least to like maybe five or six. Because I could see the Lions being like, hey, we don't need a quarterback. We're cool with Jared Goff. We'll bump back. You come up to number six and scoop Levis because he's probably going to be the fourth quarterback off the board at this point. At least I think he should be. Maybe I believe too much in C.J. Stroud, but I've seen some people saying Stroud's going in the teens, and I'm like, ah, I don't know about that. Yeah. But to me, like quarterbacks probably in this draft going like one through six, right? Like especially your top four guys, your Richardsons, your Bryce Youngs, your C.J. Strouds, and your Will Levises, right? Is there a chance, though, that like a Will Levis could be in play at nine if there's a team that's in, like you said, kind of the teens or the 20s that really loves them? Would they come flying up to nine and, and be on Ryan Pohl's, you know, telephone saying, hey, we, we want to trade with you? Pat Mahomes was drafted at 10. Deshaun Watson was drafted at 12. Um, Justin Fields was drafted at 11. I mean, every year, every single year, whoever has the, one of the top picks says, oh, it's going to be one, two, three, four, QB, 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 QB. Yeah. And it rarely ever is, right? And this is not a year where I'm sitting here saying, man, Will Levis and Anthony Rich, those are can't-miss guys. They're not going to fall. Like, Stroud and Young, I see it. But, like, and I can see it with Levis and Richardson, but it's not – you got to squint a little. And the squinting is what makes GMs nervous, right? That's what – that's squinting is what gets you in trouble. 
And so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I could see Anthony Richardson or Will Levis going anywhere between three and 15. Like it's, it's that big a range because for all we know, half the stuff out there is smoke, you know, mm-hmm. like that it is lying season in full effect right now. And you can't really, the only thing you can trust is the eyes that you're watching on the tape. That's the, like you, your own opinion is all you got. Absolutely. 100%. Juice, anything else to add here? Cause I, I want to, I want to hear from you as well. Maybe the, cause again, we, we, we have our, our resident draft expert in Q who's very plugged into the draft as maybe more of the casual fan that isn't following this draft process as much. Like what is going through your head of just the, what do you expect or maybe want even the bears to do at number nine? Do you really, I mean, you seem on board with the idea of trading back, but at the same time, you know, is there a certain point where you say we're not trading all the way back to X number in the first round? Like, do you have that point in mind or is it just, if somebody brings you a deal, you can't refuse you take it. When you have a team that played as poorly as they did last year with this many holes and you have picks towards the top 10, usually you should take somebody and and somebody you like. But with that said, Quentin, you mentioned, you know, 30 to 50 is, is there, is the range in this draft. If you can do it and that's the opinion of the polls, you absolutely, you absolutely have to do it. You got to get in that, in that range. Because maybe there is a guy that you like within that teen pick that you can pick up and then also grab it too. They have so many holes to fill that I think they've almost built themselves into a spot where as a casual fan, a guy who goes on Sunday and, and doesn't follow, I don't, I hate following the draft. I really do. I think it's a, I mean, I, I give you some, some dap for being the guy who, you know, knows these guys and stuff like that. But for me, like, I just watch. I hope the guys pan out, and I buy a jersey when they end up being good. Could be honest with you, but that being said, the Bears are just in a spot where I'm, I feel confident because if they do move back, they've built themselves the next year to add more skill position players as well. It all is going to be on the back of Justin Fields. This is this whole next year. There's no excuses, and I'm so glad that they were able to move out of one and get him some help because I think like in bears Twitter and talking with bears fans, like there's so much training wheels that we put on Justin and it's warranted. Like there was not a lot of help. The scheme was only, you know, fit to him after a certain week in the middle of last season. Now training wheels are off, buddy. Like it's, it's time to go. They're going to try to, you know, definitely, you know, find some ways to patch up this offensive line. There's no excuses going into next year. So figure it out because you got a year to figure it out. Because the Bears, like I said, have ammunition next year. If they like one of those guys in next year's draft and Justin Fields isn't exactly what Justin Fields thought he would be, absolutely you're going to have the draft capital to move up, get a guy, or you know move on from Justin. I hope that's not the case. I absolutely want them to have this quarterback as, as their future because if you can build around him, and as we know, he's, he's electric. He's, he's that type of guy that, you know, puts asses in the seats and can win you football games. But with that said, as a casual guy who goes to the game, I am so comfortable. And I think I don't think I've ever been this comfortable with where they're at because moving out of one has almost indicated that next year they have so many different trees on the branch that, or branches on the tree that they can, you know, scurry over to. 
And the Bears haven't really had that. Let's be honest. Like, it's only been one route for so long. It's like, oh, we're going to get Jay Cutler. We're going to put guys around him. We're going to mortgage draft picks underneath the, you know, the Ryan Pace days and keep, you know, trading up and back and guys and drafting guys on potential. Now I almost feel like Ryan Poles has built-in fail-safes. And that's something that, like, as a GM is masterful. We've, we haven't seen a lot of that in the course of, you know, being Bears fans. And I just got to give him kudos because getting out of one and getting a haul like that, I think is something that I don't know if any of us imagined we'd be able to do to get. You know, obviously we're not in those, those rooms, but let's be honest, guys. Like, it's not easy to win this draft pick by this much. And I think he really did bring in number one receiver, bringing extra draft picks in second and, and multiple first win-win buddy. And that's, as I sit here today, I feel comfortable and I don't think I've ever, it's weird for me. That's why this trade is weird because as a bears fan, I've never felt comfortable. And that, and that's completely fair because like you said, you look at some of the more recent trades, right? You brought up the Jay Cutler trade, multiple first rounders going away for Jay Cutler. You know, the Khalil Mack trade, getting rid of multiple first rounders to go get Khalil Mack. You know, moving up to, to take Mitchell Trubisky, you you mortgage draft capital that way. You know, even moving up to take Justin Fields, they gave away a first round pick for him. Granted, you know, I, I think we can all sit here and comfortably say like, we're okay <laughs> with that. Yeah, like from what we've seen so far, but I agree with you. This it, it gives the Bears so many options because going into next season, if Fields takes that third year step forward that we saw a Jalen Hurts take, a Josh Allen take, and some of these other guys take, who's to say that they aren't the most sitting pretty team going into the 2024 draft with two firsts? And all you got to do is continue building around your franchise quarterback oh, with man. money to spend because. Polls has already indicated they're not going to blow their entire load in this free agency period and go through all their cap money. So this is a like, really, it feels like a perfect opportunity. Like you said, just to give yourself options. And I'm super excited about that because that, that first rounder next year is going to be the real wild card pick. In my opinion, it's nice having another second in 2025. It's nice having the extra second in this year's draft, but man, oh man, knowing you're going into 2024 with two firsts, even if the bears overachieve, and like you said, Juice, kind of at the top of the show, the Panthers probably are still going to be a dumpster fire next year. You're probably looking at another top 10 pick next year and then maybe a mid to late teens pick. That's a hell of a, a, a stash to go in into 2024 with. Um, Quentin, do you have any other, anything else to add here on the picks? I have one more question I want to beg you guys then about the trade, but I want to, I want to give you a chance well, so, to review. As you were saying, as, as uh, Juice was talking it, dawned on me like so say that the quarterbacks do all go before the bears so they're, they're not sitting there able to trade it that means you know four quarterbacks gone will anderson gone jalen carter tyree wilson so that brings you to what seven guys yeah. so are the bears comfortable with two of the, two other guys at nine I, I would think they are like devin witherspoon Christian Gonzalez, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. I feel comfortable with any of those three without – I haven't watched the cornerbacks, which is based off people I trust who tell me that they're good, that they know it better than my eyes would tell me. So, um, And then if the quarterbacks don't go one in the first eight picks, you have a trade-down opportunity. Um, so that, you know, that, that starts to feel very comfortable right there the more I think about it. Um, and while you were talking, Ron, about – the year three jump from Jalen Hurts, from Josh Allen, 
it just reminded me of uh, something I was talking about in my article that I put out before the season last year about on testforcenet.com for those that are curious where to find it. Yeah, about the second year QB jumps and like mm-hmm. I said in there, like Josh Allen, uh, Dak Prescott, like those are probably more the templates for Fields because they didn't have a number one receiver. You know their roster. Their rosters those seasons were pretty rough, and they had to carry their team all, or their their offense all the way. But in that third year, Bills add Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen to the moon. Eagles add AJ Brown, Jalen Hurts to the moon. Um, Cowboys add Amari Cooper in Dak's third year to the moon. Like it's just they got him a guy, a dude, not a guy, a dude, and. DJ Moore's a dude. I mean, he he's played with athletic quarterbacks like Justin before, too. You know, his rookie year was still with Cam Newton, and he put up eight hundred something yards that year. So he knows he knows he's getting onto a team that might be running the ball more, but at probably fine with it. Yeah, and you know what? I'm glad you brought that up, Quentin. I, it's like you read my mind because exactly where I wanted to transition this was what you guys think about DJ Moore because, admittedly. I'm a Bears fan through and through, but everybody has a second team that they follow and they like to 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 follow. For me, in my entire life, it's been the Carolina Panthers. I've I I have watched Carolina Panthers since Jake Delhomme, Moose, and Muhammad, Deshaun Foster, and and Stephon Davis were ruling the offense in Carolina. Like we go back. DJ Moore's a guy I've liked for a lot of years. That was a big reason why I wrote the article about the Bears maybe targeting DJ Moore because he was on that three-year, 75-ish million-dollar contract that we've seen out of pretty much top-end receivers now. DK Metcalf got that kind of deal. A.J. Brown got that kind of deal. Debo Samuel got that kind of deal. Like, Stephon Diggs got that kind of deal. Like, all of these guys are getting that, like, $25 million a year for a top-level receiver. And I think that's the thing where people – I feel like a lot of people in Chicago don't know a lot about D.J. Moore. And it's not a shot at D.J. Moore. It's just because D.J. Moore has – his entire career played in a small market like the Carolina Panthers. But to your point, Quentin, right? His first season in Carolina had a pretty solid year for a rookie. I, I still think back, I don't know about you guys. I still think back to the, the the viral clip of Steve Smith in Panthers camp when he's talking about to Cam Newton about having having this rookie kid on his on his fantasy team. Or like should he draft or should he start DJ Moore on his fantasy team and DJ Moore standing right there. That always stands out to me because he ended up coming out and putting up a very respectable 55 catches for 788 yards, right? But then beyond that, every season after that, over 100 targets. The This past season was his worst offensive season since his rookie year, and he still had 63 catches. So outside of 2020 when he had 66 catches, he's been an 87 and 93 reception receiver. This dude's been putting up over 1,100 yards routinely on the Carolina Panthers. It's not like he's been playing with, you know, all the talent in the world. This guy's putting up elite number one receiver numbers with kind of – and he's had to share with a team with Christian McCaffrey, to your point, Q, right, about running the ball and things like that. He has been the clear number one receiver in Carolina his almost his entire career. and. The only reason he doesn't get talked about with the A.J. Browns and the Stephon Diggs 
and those guys of the world over the last three or four seasons is because he plays in a smaller market like Carolina. This guy is a number one receiver, like through and through. There's a reason they gave him. He's getting $25 million this year and then just a hair over 20 for the next two years. He's got a heavy cap hit. Like they, they wouldn't give that kind of guy that kind of money if he wasn't worth it. Can you imagine on a team now, like you said, you got Darnell Mooney in the slot. Maybe they still take Jackson and Jimba Smith. You can run four wide every fucking play. It doesn't matter. You can have in Jimba Smith on one side. You can have Darnell Mooney. Maybe Chase Claypool needs a break. You know what? Line Cole Komet out, out wide. Why not? Let's get weird with it. And you have DJ Moore. Now all of a sudden, and, and maybe, just maybe, if Poles really wants to get stupid, they go get a guy like Mikol Hardman, who I wrote about today. Shameless plug. As like that take the top off a of defense guy. Now all of a sudden, Juice, to your point, there are no excuses. Training wheels off. Justin, you have every weapon in the world. You carried this offense a year ago by yourself with a running game that set franchise records. You were the, you know, only the third quarterback in NFL history to run for over a thousand yards. You were a walking highlight game in and game out. Even when the bears lost, it didn't matter if Justin Fields had a good game and the bears lost bears fans were still pumped. It didn't matter. Now he's got weapons and it just, again, I, I am, I'm going to be probably talking about this. I, I have a friend's birthday party. I'm going to this evening. He's a big bears guy. I'm going to be so flabbergasted. All I'm going to talk about between now and 2 a.m. is this trade. That's it. That's all it is. Because there's so much. Like, we've just sat here for 30 minutes and dissected every single aspect of this trade. What did they do with number nine? We haven't even talked about what did they do with 61. You know, to your guys' point, maybe they do move back from nine and you get a couple more of those picks in that, you know, the 30 to 50 sweet spot a John Michael Smith would be a hell of an addition at center. You put him in there. You've got Jenkins at right guard. You've got white hair at left guard. Maybe you do go get an Orlando Brown who you and beat on Quentin the other night talked about that the bears should sign. Maybe you go, you move Braxton Jones, the right tackle. Now all of a sudden you look at that offensive line and go, Hmm, it's a good offensive line. And then you got Cole Komet. Hmm, that's a good tight end. And then you got Monty, Maybe coming back. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe they use a, a draft pick on a, a running back to pair with Khalil Herbert. Hmm. Backfield looks good. Blazing games back so he can blazing game the run game the whole time. That's great, too. And now you have legit – you have on the number one receiver for Justin Fields. And tons of cap and, and tons of – you both said it. There are – we're comfortable as Bears fans for the first time and I don't know how fucking Dude, isn't it weird? It's like just weird. sitting here. I feel confident. Yes. You know, that's it's it's obviously been a long time. Two polls poll I love your tag on there. Polls did it. Polls did it too. Making sure you can get DJ Moore. You look what's out there in free agency. There's nothing. And if you look in the trade market as well, it seems guys like T. Higgins aren't going anywhere at least this year. And you have to figure out if Justin Fields is the guy Next year, you got to start figuring these things out. So making this trade and, and landing a DJ Moore, it's huge, man. It's absolutely huge. And that comfortability, I really wish and I hope that, you know, I'm not just falling into that that trap that this team is just so – I mean, I hate to, like, just take – I'm going to take two minutes here. I've seen it all. I've seen the, the Hawks win a, a Stanley Cup, seen my Cubs win a World Series. I've seen – 
the Bulls win six championships. I'm waiting on the Bears, man. I'm a 91 kid here. I didn't see 85. I'm waiting for it, man. And that's the team that I've been to more games than Cub games, than you know Blackhawk games, and than than Bulls games. That's the those are the those are Sundays with my dad. Like that's my childhood going to those games, sitting up there in 319. It's weird because there were days where I would sit up there and be like, I know this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, and we're going to lose, and I'm going to go home and be pissed off. Now, I'm looking at this this Ryan Poles man, and I'm I'm comfortable, and I'm hoping that I'm not just standing on really thin glass here. I really hope I'm not. Make the picks work. Do your do your due diligence in the draft. Make the right choices. Sign the right guys in free agency. Don't let me down. But step one, complete. You got it. You got a wide receiver. You got out of that first pick with a with a king's ransom per se. Now go execute. Execute. Just ready to be heard again. I right, <laughs> right, right, Q. Like I, I'm all in, man. I'm all in. Like I'm telling you, like just being honest. There are years where I hate. I hate writing the check to the Bears. I hate it. Like I, my all things disclosed. My check to the Bears is due next week, and I'm like, shit, man. Like I gotta sign this thing again. Another couple grand out the out the. Nah, man. I'm gonna sign that with a smile this year, and I don't think I've ever signed it with a smile. That says a lot. That says an absolute a lot because I have heard that rant from Juice outside of the microphones a, a number of times when it comes to writing that Bears check and knowing that you're going to write it with a smile makes me smile, Juice. I, I, I will say that. Oh, it took him thirty years of my thirty-two years of my life for it to happen. But yeah, you know. well, I mean, at least at least you didn't sit here when you're eighty and still have the same complaint. At least right well, now it feels like they're they're getting their shit in order. Um, but guys, I mean, I feel like we're going to be breaking this thing down for weeks and you know really i mean probably almost the next two months here right like we got what seven weeks give or take until the nfl draft this whole scenario is going to be broken down 10 times over and we're probably going to do it again on this show as well um as with our friends over at the bears nation podcast who are now a part of the on tap sports network and big welcome to them as well um you know it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun. There's so many options. There's so many question marks. Like Scott's got a question for us. He says, do the Bears sign Adam Thielen, who just got cut? I, I quickly say no, because he reportedly wants a contender. And to me, that means he's looking at teams like the Buffalo Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs, the, the teams that were in the playoffs a year ago. Not to say that the Bears aren't going to be improved next season, because I, I, I absolutely believe they are. And I think we're all in that same boat here. But there there's so much to dissect because now this has happened right and we're all excited about this and we're going to probably ride this high through the weekend if, if correct me if i'm wrong tampering period opens on sunday new league year is wednesday <laughs> free agency officially opens on wednesday at like 3 p.m eastern time yeah. like this whole our our minds are probably going to be collectively blown 14 times over between now and like 12 days from now and it's going to be nuts. And I'm super, super duper excited for it. Um, but we wanted to come on. We wanted to just give our initial reactions and our initial feelings about this trade. So, gentlemen, I want to open it back up to you guys here. Final thoughts on Ryan Poles moving out of number one. Q, you have the floor. What are you thinking? Yeah, just uh, DJ Moore's quarterbacks in his career. 
Cam Newton for his most of his rookie year was fine. Kyle Allen, most of his second year. Teddy Bridgewater, his entire third year. Sam Darnold, his fourth year. And a mixture of Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield in his fifth year. 1,100 plus yards most of those years. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a final thought that's going to ha- I I see there's a beautiful wall right here, Quentin, that I'm going to run through and I'm going to send you a picture after we get off the show. Right. After that reminder there. Deuce, what are you feeling, man? What he said. Yeah, no, I'm just <laughs> No, man. I I had my my little 2-minute rant there about, you know, signing the check and and just good for polls and good for the Bears. You know, it's finally good to feel good about something with this franchise. Justin Fields obviously did it a lot for us last year, but it's good to, like, have another Justin fields list point to be happy about. It's it's awesome to sit here and, and be happy about it. And, uh, no, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited to talk draft. I'm excited to talk, you know, Bears and, and regular season, man. And this is, uh, this is uncharted territory for myself. Absolutely. I'm right there with you guys. I'm, I'm pumped. They got a receiver. I wanted this team to get all the way back in October. They got a ton of draft capital all in the top two rounds over the next three seasons. Um, And I don't, I don't think polls is done. I don't, I don't think polls is done. Like I, I'm going to settle in tonight. I had one beer. I'm going to probably continue participating in the old hashtag crack movement for the rest of the evening. Um, And maybe the rest of the weekend as well. Um, but Sunday into Monday coming around, man, I'm I'm gonna be glued to Twitter because polls ain't done. There's gonna be free agent moves made. There's maybe a, a, a trade out of number nine again, probably closer to come draft, but that's certainly something that I think Bears fans are gonna keep in the back of their our minds as well. It's gonna be fun, man. It, it, it's I'm telling you guys, this 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 next seven week period is gonna be a lot of fun as a Bears fan. It's gonna create a lot of hype for this summer. Where fun fact. All Cubs fans here. Love that. Um, we're going to enjoy our new look Chicago Cubs for the entire summer while in the back of the heads keeping in that when football season rolls around, the Bears are going to be a blast to watch this year uh, with Justin Fields at the helm and all of his uh, hopefully new shiny toys uh, reporting in as well with the Bears. Quickly for everybody, again, we are Bears on Tap. Uh, big welcome to our friends over at the Bears Nations podcast. They're at Bears Nation Pod on Twitter. Uh, be sure to follow uh, Jake and Kevin as well. Um, they do an absolutely great job. We're thrilled to have them on at Butkus Stats, at Loose on Tap, at Juice on Tap. Follow all of our other great writers and contributors here for our Bears coverage at ONTAP Sports Network as we are one of the two official podcasts here for the ONTAP Sports Network. You know the drill. Blackhawks, Bulls, Cubs, Sox. We do it all on tapsportsnet.com. Add on tapsports on social media on tapsports network. Go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. Q, you got something for me before we get out of here? Oh, it just dawned on me for the first time ever that you guys could have a great nickname of the juice is loose. Oh, we, yes. We've had plenty of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if, you, if you catch us at 120 in the bleachers at, uh, at Wrigley Field, that's, the it's, it's, the, it's the loose and juice show. <laughs> it's it's fun man it's a good time gentlemen this was a blast happy friday to the two of you happy friday to all the bears fans out there as well bears straight out of number one they're set up well for the future thank you carolina we appreciate your service in this trade and uh i'm i'm you know what guys i know we like draft picks but i'm just excited to watch dj Moore in a chicago bears uniform that one that one really tickles me where i uh, where i itch so i'm i'm excited about that one uh but gentlemen as always We are Bears on Tap.
and bear down, baby. Bear down. Bear down.